everyone. Welcome to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children, and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome, welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Beauty in Behavior podcast. And this is a very special episode near and dear to my heart because I have somebody very special here to share with all of you. Um, I have Heather Chauvet here. (laughs) Heather Chauvet is here today. Um, And Heather is a transformational life coach, speaker, author of the book, Dying to Be a Good Mother. She's a business owner, the creator and host of the Emotionally Uncomfortable podcast, and also a wife and a mother of three boys. What did I leave out, Heather? (laughs) (laughs) A soul having a human experience. There you go. There you go. So I asked Heather to be on here today because, and I was thinking about this before, you know, we got on here and I'm thinking about, okay, what are we going to talk about? What, you know, and finally I'm like, well, why am I doing this? Why did I want to do this episode? And really it is in deep, gratitude. I'm going to get all emotional here. It is in such deep gratitude um, for the journey that you have guided me on, Heather. For you holding the belief and the confidence in me until I could hold the belief and the confidence and the trust in me. So really it's a celebration. This episode is a celebration of all the work that you do in the world. It's, it's, I want to honor you and all of the work you do in the world and all of the people that you have impacted, all the people like me, um, And just to celebrate that we have this opportunity in this time in our world, we have life coaches, we have people that we can work with to really reinvent ourselves or redefine ourselves and take a stand for each other. And really, I wanted to celebrate the listeners, to celebrate them for tuning in and knowing, you know, that 
they want something more. Um, and, and, and we can, we can have more, we can do more, we can, we can take a stand and do this together, right? Because it's not a, you're the helper and I'm the helpy and, you know, um, this is a collaboration. So welcome. <laughs> and thank you for being here, Heather. Thank you. I, I was actually reflecting when you when you just said that, I one have a difficult time celebrating myself or celebrating in general. I think most of us do, um, because I think you get into this line of work, whether it's coaching or I have a therapy background, social work background. You used to be a teacher, like you want to help. You're a helper, mm -hmm. and you don't really get celebrated in those roles. But it's typically because we. But there's our inner child that we're trying to, that we were trying to help, right? Or an, or a former version of ourselves. We we're very connected to the pain of the people that we are trying to support. And so, every time I see people or talk to them, I can see what they need, and maybe they don't know what they need or what they desire and what they want. And I I just believe it's my duty I wouldn't say purpose it's my duty I just feel very strong to leave be people better than how I found them mm, because yeah. when you know I'm getting a coffee or meeting someone on the side you know walking my dog I just I think the world has enough energy that doesn't support our you know future selves that just that compassion and empathy and really lifting people up is where the magic happens yeah, yeah. And it's because it's August. I lately I have just been reflecting on um it was August when I hired you as my coach um four years ago. And everyone's, you know, it just keeps coming up how my life has completely changed in those four years. And how grateful I am and um, yeah, just celebrating where, how, where, how, <laughs> what do I want to say? Blah, blah, blah. Um, celebrating where I was and where I'm at now, right? Because um, that's really what coaching is about, taking you from where you are and where you want to be and bridging that gap. Um, and that is the journey you took me on. And it's interesting because I was already in the self-development arena. I, um, you know, had figured out that my relationship with my children weren't, it wasn't working. The relationship wasn't working. And so I, you know, went and I listened to podcasts and I saw it. Um, actually, that was even before a podcast, actually. Um, but, you know, I, I, I read the books. I, you know, took action to the point I could take action, implemented some different things, even went to some conferences. But as, you know, I challenged myself to step out of my comfort zone, to do a little bit more, to make a bigger impact, I found that... I needed something more. I needed 
someone maybe to walk this with me and help me figure this out. Um, and it's funny because I think I came, came to you for one thing and left with quite another. <laughs> and not even that I left, I mean, we're, you know, we're still, we still collaborate, we still are in each other's world. Um, yeah. I, I personally find it so interesting how attraction happens, right? So even podcasting in general. So I podcast on, it started with parenting. It started with understanding your children's behavior and then completely transformed to understanding your own behavior and who do you want to become and how do you want to feel? And people often say to me, like, how do I manage that work-life balance? Or how do I manage balance? And you know that I think balance is BS and there's no, you know, that's what people think they, they want. They're like, how can I be good at this? And how can I be good at that? And how can I go after this? And I'm like, but there's something more inside of you that's trying to get your attention. But we've never been taught that. We've never been taught that you are allowed, like my dogs, you've never even been taught that you're allowed to want more. Yeah. Like you're allowed yeah. to pay attention to that more within you. And the more you do that, the more like the more you're intentional about focusing your energy and attention there, it comes to life. And then you kind of have this weird identity crisis of like I've been telling myself for my whole life that I'm anxious, I'm depressed, I'm miserable, I'm broke, I'm this. And now I'm doing this work and and that is no longer my truth. And it's fascinating to me that when you have somebody that is in your corner or a community of people that are in your corner and believe you, believe in you, it's just explosive rather than living your life by somebody else's standard or expectation of who you should be. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's, I have a similar journey in that I came to it through children, you know, and I think that's so much of the time our children are the catalyst for our own development. Um, and I love the saying that you always say, Heather, of um, parenting is self-development on steroids, <laughs> right? Um, I think that is so, so true. And so my children were the catalyst for that. And even the children that I worked with in the early childhood program that, that I worked for um, and came to it in how do I understand their behavior and really probably getting it to change. Um, and what I found when I first started doing self-development work was, oh, this is about me. And I started understanding why I did the things um, that I do. And it was fascinating to me. And when I came to you, it was more of, um, you know, I was really interested in, because you had a similar view on, you know, changing that traditional model of how we relate to our children um, and, you know, relating to them on a more conscious level and what we bring to that relationship and how we're showing up. Um, so that's what attracted me to you. And I really wanted to know, okay, so she's teaching this more conscious approach to people. Can she teach me how to teach it to people? You know, and really what I came away with 
was knowing it at a deeper level, knowing myself at a way deeper level. Because I think, you know, if you're reading the books and doing all that, that's, that's great, but that just scratches the surface, right? And I really needed somebody to help me identify my self-sabotaging ways um, and helping me be able to um, move through that. I think it's interesting that you talk about like insides, right? Like let becoming, letting it absorb within and the difference between reading a book and then like becoming that book's readings, if that makes sense, like becoming mm-hmm. that version. Because I watch and observe a lot of people do that. I'll ask them, you know, what, or they'll say to me, I had a friend the other day, I'm anxious. What book should I read? Mm. And do you think this person's book will whatever? And I know this person and I know that they've invested a lot in their personal development. And I said, why do you think reading a book is actually going to decrease your anxiety? Why do you think something outside of you is going to stop? So it's like our disconnect of self, right? Like my physical one, there's so much, there's so many stories that we tell ourselves about our emotional states, right? Fear, anxiety, um, overwhelm. Like think about, we have diagnosis for anxiety. We have medication for anxiety. So if someone says to you, like I do, do you ever talk to your anxiety? Do you have an intimate relationship with your body? enough that you know that when you're anxious, it's not a time to push or a time to numb, but a time to actually say, okay, anxiety, why are you here? What do you need from me? And the first time that you may ask that question, you may not know the answer. You'd be like, what the heck am I? Okay, anxiety, like you're talking to your body like it's a different person. But then all of a sudden you're gaining this self-awareness that you're like, oh, the anxiety is here, just like knocking on my door, like Amazon, right? Like UPS dropping off a package and it's saying, hey, I have something for you. And it's, you know, it might be telling me I need to make a decision. It may be telling me that I need to cut back on my caffeine. It may be telling me I need to get up and move my body. But if I cut off, my like cut off from my feelings and pull out a book on my shelf and start reading up on what is anxiety, how to get rid of anxiety. I'm not trusting myself. I'm trying to now, I'm trusting somebody else to tell me what to do. And it's sneaky like that because I realized over the years, you know, people often will come to me or other people and say, okay, teach me how to understand. I'm sure you get this, Diane, but teach me how to understand my my children's behavior. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I get my kids to listen to me? How do I get them to sit still? How do I get them to do this? And, you know, my response now is, I don't know. How, How do you? How do you get yourself to sit still? How do you get yourself? And we're so disconnected from ourselves, and yet we want everyone else in our world to change, to please us. Yes. And we don't realize that we're doing that. And then we become angry and resentful. Yes. And I think that 
is so huge. In fact, I did an episode a few episodes ago on connection. And I realized that, you know, we're always talking about connection, connection, you know, and you need to connect with your kids. Da, 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 da. And what I realized is, well, one, I don't think I know really what that means, like what connection actually means. How do I do this? How do I connect? And what I've come to learn and realize is that I was so disconnected from myself, my body, my emotions, um, just parts of me that really I hid away because I thought, well, that, that's not part of me that's good enough. I can't show that part because then people won't like me. Um, and so that's the work. And that's really what I have found has brought meaning to life and has helped me feel alive that I am starting to feel whole. And that is the real celebration. Feeling like, you whole. know what brings me joy when people <laughs> cry. Oh, I know it does. It brings me, it brings up a lot of emotion because it's, it's really, truly from my heart. And yeah, just knowing, feeling that feeling of being whole. And, you know, I spent most of my life feeling not enough, you know, that, that lack mindset. I never had, you know, I never had enough. I didn't have enough time, didn't have enough sleep. I could never do enough can never do the right stuff. It was just never enough. And what I've learned through coaching and through you, Heather, is, and other coaches too, um, that to embrace all of those things, all of, even the things that I see is, is imperfect and start having a relationship with those, that's what connection's all about to me now yeah. is connecting with all the parts of me, all of my emotions, all of what I might perceive as my imperfections, the messages I got growing up that, you know, being lazy isn't okay, or, you know, feeling stupid because I didn't already know everything that maybe everybody else, you know, the, those perceptions that, um, and so I've, I have learned to have a relationship with that part of me, you know, a relationship with, oh, there's, there's the stupid thing coming up. And I've learned to embrace my stupid because <laughs> I redefined it. You know, it does, it means I don't know everything yeah. and I don't need to know everything. Because if I knew everything, I mean, I, I don't even know what that would be. I mean, there would be no growing or learning or evolving. And I am learning such a boring so much. Such a bor Wouldn't that be a boring life? Yeah. Everything. Right. Yeah. And I am learning so much and I'm so fascinated with life that 
Yeah, so that's what connection means to me. And I do that, Heather. I talk to my sadness. I talk to my anger. I talk to my joy. I talk to um, my lazy. I talk to, you know, whatever it is that's showing up. My shame. I've become very good friends with shame. And yeah, that, yeah. So that's what I'm celebrating today. I'm celebrating my wholeness. Although I want to make it clear that this is an always ever evolving journey. Yeah. Um, it's not, okay, now I've become, so, okay, great. Now I'm just forever. Okay. I guess. Um, yeah. You, like I'm taking notes because I just, I feel like when you and I start talking, we get really excited because we just like open doors for like in our minds for each other. But something, oh, Calvin's like yelling on the computer in the background, if you can hear him, but like this feeling of wholeness, right? Um, people will always say like, I want to be happy. And I ask, like, what does it mean to be happy? And they're like, I don't know. I just know I want it because I've been told mm -hmm. that I should and the, or fulfilled or whole. And it is a journey. And, you know, if you ask me today, do I feel whole? Yes and, right? Like, no and. Like, there's always that part of me that feels like, what is that? What is that? That more, that next thing. And not from a place of not enough, just curiosity and excitement. But you said something about the not enoughness. And I think everyone can relate to this not enoughness. But when you, I don't know what it was the way you said it, Diane, but I heard it for the first time. When you think of like not enough, like I have three cups in front of me, one that had coffee, one that had tea and water because this is now how I can justify having another coffee. I, I, I pair it with water <laughs> and tea. But like, let's say there's not enough in my cup. It's empty, right? I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not confident enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time, enough energy. So there's lack. Okay, so there's, but if you decide what is supposed to go in there, like what is supposed to go in that cup? I can fill it with anything, right? So what do I desire to fill it with? More money, more time, more energy, more, more healing, more joy, more fun, whatever that is, right? And then so then you choose to say, okay, I feel this right now. It's a feeling of not enoughness. It's, it's not fact. It's not, it's just a feeling. It's, it's not it's like you might be projecting that but you're like okay i don't feel enough cool what how and then i say how do you want to feel i want to feel whole i want to feel fulfilled okay cool what do you think that is you may be quote unquote right or not right you might say i need more money that's what people do like, i need more money i need to lose weight my kids i just need more time and energy my kids need to get older go to school do whatever and then that happens and then you're like oh that's not what i wanted in my cup and then you just keep pulling back the layers. It's like, what is the more that you desire? But, and I've told you this again and again, Diane, like you inspire the poop out of me because you just have a curiosity for life and you're willing to like go to the emotionally uncomfortable areas. Like you said, you're willing to look at your shame. You're willing to say, how can I feel more connected? And 
from this conversation, what I'm hearing you say is the connection is, has to be both parts. It's not just the connection of love and abundance and ease and flow. It's the connection of the feelings like really deeply connected and in a relationship with the feelings that we want to actually push away, which are shame, guilt, overwhelm, all of that, anxiety, depression, fear, self-doubt. Like you have to have a, a, a relationship with those parts of yourself while simultaneously trying to fill your cup to feel whole. And that I think is the duality that a lot of people overcomplicate because it's not, it's, it's not something you can read about it in a book, but you actually have to do in order to feel it. Yeah. And that's, that's, that is the key of the difference between reading a book and trying to implement some things yourself and hiring a coach to help you uncover or guide you in uncovering your own truth is about taking action. I was a planner and I'd have all these great plans and I'd write things down and be like, okay, this is how it's going to go. And nothing would ever, you know, come to fruition um, because I don't know, I was sabotaging it or um, I couldn't take the action. And so when I was in your coaching program, I was expected to take certain action and I was held accountable for it. Um, but it wasn't like you were like, okay, here's the action you need to take. I mean, it was based off of, you know, what was true for me, but I committed to taking the action and was held accountable yeah, for that's that. the shitty part. <laughs> Yeah. But the other thing is, is the whole um, thing around the investment, right? I invested in this. I took a stand for myself, which was super, super, super uncomfortable. That was the first step. Um, Because again, the tradition, the status quo is, well, you know, don't spend that money on yourself. You need to, you know, be spending on your children and, you know, other people or saving it or whatever for what, I don't know. Um, and so also making that big investment, it was like, okay, well, if I'm going to make this investment, dang it, I'm going to get something out of it. Because I've also done the other thing with, you know, well, I could spend $27 on this, you know, little online thing. But then that's the energy I put into it too. It's kind of like, well, oh yeah, I forgot about it. I didn't go, I'll, I'll hit, I'll watch the recording and well, maybe I watch the recording and maybe I don't, but you know, I put $27 of energy into that, right? When I make a larger investment, I put that much energy into it. And so do you, I mean, you showed up for me. Yeah, I take my client success very serious, but over the years, I also 
can only take someone else's success as serious as they're willing to take it. And I'm sure you've seen this as a teacher and as a coach yourself, especially in teaching. Um, I think teaching is probably different than coaching, like being in a classroom, because Mm -hmm. I know as a mother myself, seeing the potential in a child and how that child is struggling or not willing to show up, it doesn't matter how great the teaching is. Like I do agree in good teaching, but you could be the best of the best of the best. But if you as a human or a child are shut down and you have a core belief that you're stupid and you are just, your identity is lathered in that and you're choosing not to invest time or energy into something, you will not get the results that you desire. Now, as an adult, you're a grown ass human. And now we bring this other energy into it of money. And we have to put money typically behind our investments of who we want to become. But I remember when I first started in my journey, I didn't have a lot of money. And so I couldn't spend thousands and thousands of dollars, but I remember investing, not so seriously, but investing my time and energy into watching YouTube videos, into listening to podcasts. I couldn't even afford like an Audible's book at the time, like a $15 audiobook a month. I couldn't afford that. So I would go to the library and I would listen to books or get them free online because I, I'm not a reader. Like I'll read now like a few pages here or there, but I don't do it for hours and hours because I just like listening to things and being active while I'm doing it. So I was invested in that, but that I wasn't integrating that work. So when I was ready to integrate and I was like, angry at myself I was like what I'm doing I'm listening to the books what's going on I'm listening to the podcast that's when I had to back money behind it and it just started with the slow investments okay a hundred dollars okay two hundred dollars okay a thousand dollars okay thousands of dollars and Mm -hmm. every single time I am met and I say I am met because I'm still met with the fear fear of failure fear of uncertainty fear of success fear of like like I gotta, I gotta put a vote for myself. And I think that is the scariest part of all is we think it's about other people. We think it's our partners who won't let us. We think it's our children that are holding us back. That one breaks my heart. Like that one makes me wanna cry. I would never want my children to feel the burden that they were the ones holding me back or they are the reason that XYZ happened in my life. I would never want a child to feel that way. And I think our culture puts that burden on children. But yeah. it's it's really, really important to understand that it's it's truly not other people. It's other energies that are big in our lives that, you know, oh, I don't I can't afford it. Cool. Let's have a conversation to see if this is in your availability right now, and if it's truly not, let's make a plan and action to get there. But it's, it's fucking possible. You can sell shit. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't have thought it possible either. Um, but it is, it is possible. And it's, um, 
it's what you think is possible and what is actually possible are just two different things. And I wanted to comment too, you said, um, we often use our children as excuses to hold ourselves back. And I really think too, that when we hold ourselves back, when we use our children for that reason, we are holding them back, right? When we hold ourselves back, we are holding them back. Okay, that just, you got me. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for them. Because I would tell you that it all starts with the self. And as you become true to who you are and honor and celebrate yourself, you have the capacity and the ability then to honor somebody, honor our children for who they are and for who they want to become and for their truth rather than who we need them to be for us. You, you just, I don't know what you did for me, but I've always. Oh, you froze. Oh, Heather's frozen. Hold on. Let's see if we can get her back. Are you there, Heather? Well, while we wait for Heather, um, yeah, uh, go check out Heather's podcast, Emotionally Uncomfortable. She does amazing work. And I think in, in her book, Dying to Be a Good Mother, and I think Heather has an amazing story um, too. Like she was saying, you know, she didn't have the money for these things at one point. Um, and she has an amazing story. So check her out. Um, check out her book, check out her podcast. Um, she's on Instagram at Heather Chauvet. Um, and thank you for tuning in to this episode today. Um, like I said, this was um, an episode to celebrate just this time in our lives and to know that we can rediscover and reinvent ourselves and we can be the parents, the person that we want to be. All right, everybody, have a great week and we'll be back here again next week. Thank you for tuning into the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me because I believe subtle shifts create big impact. How we show up in our life, in our relationships, or our parenting impact our life, our children's lives, and the world. If you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul, live life from the inside out, and create the life you want to live, head over to my website at diansorensen.net 
and get on my calendar to see if the Beauty and Behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you, and we'll talk again soon.